Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome in our Warriors Weekly Podcast as uh, we drop this one on Thursday morning. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, uh, good to be back with you, my man, on the pod. I know we've had uh, many opportunities over the last week or so on your show to talk about a lot of the things going on with the Golden State Warriors, but uh, a good time in between these two Phoenix matchups to just kind of get into a little bit more depth about what the tangible takeaways are from from that first game a couple of nights ago as we record this uh, in Phoenix. So I guess we'll just start with, does anything stand out now more than a day removed from the initial thoughts? And then we'll get into some of the initial thoughts as we go through this. Well, I think the one thing is it does feel like these are the two best teams in the Western Conference. And I think the Eastern Conference is another matter. I think they're, they're, the good teams in the Eastern Conference right now aren't aren't playing great, with the exception of Milwaukee, who's starting to get hot. But um, right now, it's the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. And I'll allow for Utah if they get their act together a little bit. But I think you just watched that game la- uh, you know, on Tuesday night, and that's what jumped out to me. There are two things. One is I think the Warriors are for real. And two, and you said this, the Suns deserve some respect. I mean, they're they're a darn good team. And uh, you know, their record going back to the bubble, uh, when they finished eight and in the bubble has been tremendous. So they've actually played 130 games well, if you know what I mean. And, you know, that's just one, one thing to kind of keep in mind is that, and, and quietly now it's a team that's been together for a little bit. And so I, I think the, the one thing that the Warriors I thought had the first month, month and a half was it felt like they were ahead of everybody in terms of chemistry and playing together and all that stuff. Well, they ran into a team that, uh, that's built in for them, the Suns, and it showed a little bit, I think on Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, it's a rare team where you could make the case that that, that team has more continuity and, and success together, right? Like how many times yeah. the Warriors, during the Warriors run, there were good teams that would pop up and, and take shots at them, and, and a couple were able to, to beat them in the, in the 16 finals and, and in the 19 finals with Toronto. But so often the advantage in a lot of the tight playoff series that the Warriors won was the fact that they'd just been through a lot of stuff together and more in comparison to a Rockets team, maybe that, that, that was you know, kept lobbing shots at them. This is a, it, it's a different pathway 
you could make the case that the Suns, this group of Suns collectively, a one through nine in their rotation, they got more experience and have done more than this Warriors team top to bottom. Now, how much of the championship experience is, is that offset by Steph and Clay and Draymond and, and Iguodala when, when he's back in the fold? Can that sort of outweigh? And then is there a level of play that the Warriors haven't tapped yet because Clay Thompson isn't around and maybe Wiseman later that they can get to? And then the Suns maybe won't be able to match that on the floor, even with maybe their experience advantage. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, to me, what it's going to come down to is if we're going to assume Clay's coming back and he's going to be uh, a lot like Clay used to be, well, then the Warriors have obviously five guys from that championship run, Looney, Iguodala, Steph, Clay, and Draymond Green. But the other players are the ones that are going to have to in some ways, define this team because you're right. They haven't, if everybody but Otto Porter really doesn't have a lot of playoff experience. And so, you know, you put it well the other day, this is a new team and yeah, they're 18 and three and they resemble a lot of the 2014, 15 warriors, but they've still got a long way to go and they've got a lot of tests ahead of them. And frankly, we don't know how they're going to they're gonna react over the course of the entire season. And listen, I know it's just one game, but for example, you know, a guy like Juan Toscano Anderson had been playing well all year. He struggled against the Phoenix Suns. And you kind of wonder if the, the role players can be as effective as they've been through 20 games the rest of the season. Even And I know Wiggins had some back issues. Um, but we've seen Wiggins play like that without back issues. And you wonder, you know, can he, can he maintain his level of play that he had been playing at once play comes back? And if he can, you know, that means they're going to be, you know, better than you would think. I, I, I think so, uh, you know, how's Gary Payton a second going to play as the season wears on? Is anybody going to wear down a little bit? Jordan Poole, obviously is breaking out. But can he put an 82-game season together where he is maybe the Warriors' third bit, you know, third scoring option, maybe even second at times? Yeah, and I think you know, so much of these playoff series, and I'm really looking at the Suns, and I, I think I mentioned this to you last night. We were both watching other games, and it's almost to the point where I'm going to just exclusively watch the Suns a lot and I'm going to watch Milwaukee and Brooklyn and, and maybe Utah just to really get a feel because I think so much of what happens in the playoff series, and I'm looking at the Suns right now under that landscape of, hey, the Warriors are going to play them in a playoff series at some point. Second round, mm -hmm. conference finals, we'll see. But I'm, I'm looking at this whole season now with that as kind of the end game. And, and to your point about some of the individual players on the Warriors, how often have we seen – a lot of times in playoff series, it's about who becomes unplayable, right? Who, right. Who, yep. who can't play? Who over the court – who maybe can play game one, but by game three, it's like, boy, we can't play this guy. And, and, and what you see a lot of times is – you know, every team's got three or four guys that have to play and are always going to play. 
but a lot of the times the teams that win these series are the teams that feel comfortable and can have seven or eight players on the floor that can be successful when the other team might only have five or six. I mean, the Warriors have won series because they have deemed other members of other teams' rotations to be unplayable. I don't think it's ever too early to start thinking about that with the context of of the first matchup on Tuesday night. Well, and that's where... To me, the first big takeaway was DeAndre Ayton. The Warriors have, as we know, taken a lot of big men out of games over the years and out of series over the years. And the kind of game that Ayton had on Tuesday now makes me readjust my thinking to, well, can the Warriors do something to slow him down or to to mitigate him? Because I don't, I the way I look at Phoenix now is they're going to force Aiton on the Warriors. Whereas a lot of other times teams know that their big men struggle against the Warriors, they take them off the floor. But after Aiton had the kind of game he had, and I'm not saying he can do that every night, but clearly Aiton's a huge factor. And if he's able to play like he played Tuesday, It gives the opposition a a weapon against the Warriors that we really haven't seen. I mean, I was trying to think of all the big men that have played against the Warriors over the years. Gobert, even Steven Adams. Capella. uh, Capella. Capella's put up some numbers at times, but, but overall, there's never been a series where the Warriors have said, if we don't get Gobert under control, we're going to lose. If we don't get Capella under control, we're going to get beat. They might have to say that with Aiton. If we don't get Aiton under control, we're going to be at a disadvantage. So uh, that's the biggest thing that I took from game one was Aiton's effectiveness. Yeah, and whether he, can, whether he can be consistent that way against the Warriors four times during the regular season and then if they do meet in the playoffs. It, it sure looks like he can be. Uh, I'll say that. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it's, it's the athleticism. It, it's the rebounding, yes. It's the athleticism, yes, but we're – I mean, I think he did as well getting out on Steph Curry and not getting himself embarrassed and also challenging shots. I know the we, we talked about he went out and blocked the, the shot at the end of the half, the, the two-for-one Steph shot where he it was kind of a force, but he, he can usually always get that shot off. Right. Aiton's able to go get it. There were two or three other instances. I actually even thought JaVale McGee did a nice job at, at when he got matched up on Curry, uh, keeping it off of him enough to where you're not going to get blown by, but also right. being close enough and long enough to where maybe you're not going to get to the shot, but man, those long arms and that seven foot body coming at you, I don't care how great of a shooter you are, it's got to have some impact. And I feel like that's where when we get into the debate about well, did Steph just miss shots or what was the defense? You know, aside from the physicality off the ball, which I think was a, a factor for Phoenix, the, the Suns did a job in terms of like Curry was shooting air. He shot an air ball on a three. Like, it, right. It was because he was bothered. It wasn't because he was just standing there comfortable and shot an air ball. He never does right. that. Right. And, and maybe what we saw Tuesday also was just maybe a subtle difference between Aiton and McGee and Gobert and Capella and Adams. Maybe they're just a little more comfortable 17, 18 feet from the basket, just have a better sense of how close 
Giannis, you have to be the Steph Curry. I mean, I got to believe McGee learned something when he was here for a couple years. And and honestly, I mean, is, is Rudy Gobert better than JaVale McGee? Yeah, probably. But when it comes to that small aspect of the game, getting switched on to Steph Curry, I'd much rather have JaVale McGee on him when Curry's messing around beyond the three-point line than, than McGee or Ayton, obviously. No, now I, near I, the basket might be a different story. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting because I mean going up against Curry in scrimmages, I mean it's got to give you a better feel. Just you've seen it more. In in like I don't care. Like if if you practice against somebody, right. like you, you still know Steph Curry's going to get what he wants for the most part. But just to be because so much of it is positioning. You need to be close enough to to be able to to get out on the shot and bother the shot, challenge the shot. But you also don't want to be. Uh, you know, so close to where you're going to foul or your momentum's going to get you run by. Uh, but you don't want to be so far to where he can shoot the shot comfortably. So I thought, I thought Phoenix did a real nice job. It's funny, just not to get off on a tangent, but you were talking about bigs and different ways bigs had hurt the Warriors in the past. You know, one one guy, and you're going to laugh when I say this, that, that at times did hurt the Warriors that was not a great player by any means, but Tristan Thompson hurt the Warriors at times because two things, right? Can be a monster on the offensive glass, which yep. bothered the Warriors, but he also is not, he, he's one of those guys that kind of sneakily has the athleticism to move right. his feet and, and stay with guys on the perimeter. Yeah. And you know, the one thing I've always like when, when Curry gets matched up with one of those guys and he's dribbling the ball 28 feet from the basket, they're, there's an understanding that certain big men have that others don't. And here's what I, here's what I mean. I mean, he's going to try to put you in the blender JD. And, <laughs> but, but the thing of it is you, you, you have to get beaten by Steph Curry while you're lunging out at him. That's what's got to give him the advantage because then he ha then he has to drive. But if he makes his move and fools you as you're backpedaling, then he's going to be able to get that shot off relatively easy. So I, some guys do it better than others where they're just, they, they stay out on the three point line and they basically say anything but a three. And, and I think that's the way to play him. Doesn't mean he's, doesn't mean he, he won't go by you because he's gonna, but then maybe once you get him into traffic, the, the, uh, what, what I, don't want if I'm playing against the Warriors is basically Curry to take one of those three pointers when he gets the matchup against uh, the, a big man, unless you're telling me that Aiton can bother him consistently. So that's another thing we'll probably see over the course of the season. Kind of a one off on Tuesday, or huh, maybe Aiton's got a little something here. Yeah. And I think the question then is if you're the Warriors and if you're Steph. How do you go about attacking the way Phoenix defended you? It's twofold. And look, we'll, we'll give the Suns, and we have given the Suns their flowers for the way the bigs played. I, I mean, Mikel Bridges was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they've just got the wing players, whether it's Bridges or Crowder, who sometimes gets laughed at. He's a, he's a smart, kind of rugged defender. Uh, Cam Johnson's another player that I think showed that was a name I wrote down as somebody that's unafraid of right. the moment and mixing it up. Like, I think he would be the guy among 
the starting players for the Suns, if you're looking for one more, I mean, and Cam Johnson's been a rotation player for them, but he's somebody that looked like he can play against the Warriors and 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 be a factor, like not somebody that's going to be have to be taken off the why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users why, why? good question why not switch to cox internet with two times faster download speeds than t-mobile 5g home internet during peak hours okay stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5g home for details t-mobile prioritizes certain t-mobile phone users over home internet uses during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Floor, but to go back to Steph, it, what are the adjustments for Steph and for the Warriors? The first thing that stood out to me was I think he does need to be more aggressive in attacking and trying to take the twos or at least get into the paint and keep the ball moving to where the Suns' defense has to work and continue to work a little bit harder and he can get some open looks maybe on the back end a little bit. Yeah, I think maybe what one thing maybe you can do is is – if he's struggling, boy, it just sounds crazy to say if he's struggling to get his three-point shot off. Um, I mean, one of the things I think he can do is, you know, you get matched up with with uh, Aiton, and rather than, okay, here I go, I'm going to go against Aiton, maybe what you do is as soon as you realize you get, you've got Aiton on you, you basically give up the ball and start moving without the ball because then, then you've got Phoenix in a situation where, well, is Aiton going to try to run around for a couple seconds with Curry? Or do they have a, a, a mechanism for Aiton to fall back and somebody else to pick him up? That that would be the one thing. The other thing is I do want to see both these teams at full strength wing-wise, if you know what I mean. I think it's fair to say Wiggins wasn't quite himself because of the back, and Iguodala didn't play. And when I look at these two teams, for some reason, I just I keep thinking wings because I think the wings might determine the series, whether it's Booker, whether it's Johnson, whether it's Payne, whether it's Bridges. And, and, and that's what I think makes both these teams pretty good is they have about four or five guys who are versatile enough to, to defend a lot of different positions. You know, Bridges is obviously going to stay on Curry, but they both teams have have real athletic guys on the wings that, that can defend. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons the Warriors struggled from the field, especially with Wiggins, not, not quite himself. John Dickinson, Matt Steinmetz, our Warriors weekly podcast for 95, seven, the game. It's 
pretty much a Warriors Suns edition as we drop this one in between the two matchups. Uh, the Suns getting the better of the Warriors a couple of nights ago as we record this uh, in Phoenix. Uh, what else? I mean, the turnovers were the big thing for the Warriors. Again, it's a chicken and the egg debate, just like the Curry conversation we're having. How much of it is the defense? How much of it is carelessness? I think a lot of Warrior fans think it's it's an easy cleanup uh, for them. I'm not so I, sure. I, I mean, yeah, 20, I, I, I think the turnovers. I think the turnovers are one thing that some Warrior fans are worried that they can't clean up so quickly. I mean, it feels like we've been talking about turnovers with this team for seven or eight years. Um, and maybe rightfully so, because even great teams have to have some kind of weakness, J.D. But sure. And, the, and I was thinking about this more. We, we we talked about it yesterday. But in a game where the Warriors have 23 turnovers, Curry only has two turnovers and only two assists. I mean, that that's got to mean that he didn't have the ball as much as he normally has the ball or they were struggling to get him the ball. Um, as easily as they have against other teams. I mean, you'd almost rather you'd almost rather had have seen Curry have seven turnovers because that means at least he was getting the ball trying to make plays. I mean, he, you know, two assists, two turnovers, that those those are you know, those are a little strange numbers from coming from Curry. They, they were, and I, I I think part of it too is he was getting it and and I think he thought he had better shots. Maybe then he did. And I think mm-hmm. that's that's another indicator for me. If you're getting it and you're looking to score, that that's an indicator to me that you think you've got something. And when you're unsuccessful with it, that also leads me down the path that maybe you were a little bit better defended once push came to shove right. than, than you thought when you initially maybe started the play or got the ball in your hands. Exactly. I mean, the you know, I don't think Steph Curry worries very much about getting a shot off, but I do think Tuesday it was in in his mind a little bit. Uh, maybe they were closing out just and and all it's got to do is be a split second or or a couple inches. You know, Aiton gets a piece of that three point shot. You know, we're talking inches really to get a piece of that shot, sure. and that that's that's all it takes. So. I always think it's funny when people, oh, he was just missing shots. Well, and they were wide open. No, they weren't. They weren't wide open. Those shots were just a little bit different than he's used to taking. Now, he's had games like that before where, you know, it's, sometimes it's tougher to get off a shot. But And four for 21 to me was an exaggerated bad game. So, you know, I, I think that could have been a game where he could have gone seven for 21 or eight for 21, but I don't think it's a game where he could have gone 13 for 21 because the defense was just too good. And I know some Warrior fans won't like to hear that, but I truly believe uh, that's the case. I, I just felt like there was a little bit, not looking over his shoulder, but but just a little bit rushed or just a little bit, um, he played with a little more sense of urgency than he maybe ever has or than he, than he needed to because they were, you know, they were swarming a little bit. No, I, I think it's, it's a good point. And the Suns, I think had him do things on their terms. I think that's, mm. that's kind of what it comes down to. It's about dictating terms a little bit. And I think it goes back to your point about 
how Curry takes the shot against the big, right? He takes the right. big on hit. If he can get that shot right. off on his terms when he's got him in the blender, he's getting his handle and he's figuring out when he's going to go up with it. That's on his terms. If it's the defender is coming at him to the point where he's got to drive, that's on the defense's terms. And we saw, you know, those back-to-back plays that I, I referenced a couple of times. We did the show uh, you know, in studio you got Aiton going up and getting him on the first one, and then he he closes out, gets gets gone run by on the second one. But then you've got Bridges meeting Curry at the rim, right. and, and you know I, so that I think sets a tone, right? Aiton got Definitely. to him, Bridges got to him when he went by Aiton. They're grabbing him, they're fouling him when he's off the ball, not getting called maybe at the at the level that that he'd like or Warriors fans would like, but part of the deal, we've seen that before. So I think all of that adds to just a a, a frenetic nature that the Warriors are going to have to overcome. They're going to have to play, I think, calmer, like not not slower or anything like that, but they're going to have to play calmer and more on their terms. That's where I think, you know, Booker went out and Clay Thompson's not back. And that's where I really think Iguodala becomes – a, a, a key cog, almost a. I'd almost put Iguodala at this point in the. Well, he better be available to play in a playoff yeah. series. Otherwise, maybe there's a little bit of trouble. Yeah, and I. I mean, I think the one thing too is with the with the officiating. I mean, you look at that game on Tuesday. I think both teams shot fewer than 15 free throws, um, and the Warriors actually shot more free throws than Phoenix. But it's clear. Um, you know, here's the other thing that didn't happen uh, on on Tuesday, and it, it it happens once or twice a game. Like they gave Steph Curry no cheapies, no cheap, no cheap buckets, no cheap trips to the free throw line. I mean, I'd like to see, you know, how many times Curry draws a three shot foul. Uh, you know, gets fouled on a three pointer, but but not only that. You know, if you're telling me that they're going to allow more contact away from the ball, you know, Curry gets a cut, you know, he'll get calls here and there away from the ball and you look up and they're in the penalty and it's it's two, two points. They did not give Steph Curry a free two points one time on Tuesday night. They, you know, you use the phrase buttoned up and it really did seem like Phoenix. They had a, they had a strategy, they employed it. And I mean, it worked probably better than it'll work again. But it definitely worked, and I, if I'm Phoenix, I got to stay with it until I see that the Warriors have done something to combat it. I, I want to just speak to in the final few minutes here, just the mentality. I, I love the mentality. I love where the Warriors were at going into the first game. As far as they're 18 and two, they don't have Clay. They're rolling. I, I looked at that game from the Warriors' point of view almost as a not a freebie, but it was hey, if they go in there and win, like it's off to the races at that point. Like who's going to beat them? You put that right. in the Suns' mind immediately that they can come into your building and and beat you. And then Clay's coming back at some point, and and, and even Wiseman if you want to throw him in there. Uh, but I, the Suns win; they win without Booker, mm-hmm. and so now I almost look at the rematch as I love where the Suns are at for the rematch because they're not going to have Booker. They're going to be on the second of a back-to-back, although they do play Detroit in the first half, so I, you know, that's not 
really totally a, a legit back-to-back maybe but they like they go to chase the warriors now the onus is on them to make some adjustments right. still no clay but i i, I kind of like phoenix being able to you know if they don't win that game then hey they didn't have booker and they can say they didn't have booker and the warriors can say they didn't have clay like there aren't going to be any of these grandiose one team has a big advantage over the other unless the suns win on on the second game without Booker because then that shows a tone of hey they did something without one of their guys that the Warriors couldn't do without one of theirs and this is one of those things where during the Warriors championship run they would win both games mm-hmm. against the team like the Suns I, I, you know what's funny is I I also think we're gonna we're gonna get more insight on the Suns. To just you know, they they're kind of playing with house money in a game like this, but yet I look at that team and <clears throat> I think they're very confident. I I think that they, you know, people ah oh, they made the NBA fight. No, the 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 Suns think they are a championship team, and how can you say they're not right now? So and and I think Chris Paul's got a lot to do with that. I mean, I, if I if I know Chris Paul. You know, he, he's going to want to come in and, and beat the Warriors Friday to put something in their heads, in the Warriors' heads, because you're right. Phoenix goes in and wins on Friday without Booker. Now we might have something to talk about in terms of pecking orders and the fact that, you know, the Warriors aren't quite there yet. They're not quite there, in my mind, if Phoenix goes into their building and wins. Two quick things here. I, I wanted to get to to Wiseman uh, it, because I mean that was a key. You know, Aiton gets off, and Wiseman's return is is at some point here on the horizon. Just just you heard a lot of during the game after the game. This is a game where Wiseman could help, and right. I, I guess I just. I don't think we should be looking at that necessarily as a lock that that he's just gonna in a in essentially rookie year 2.0 coming off of an injury be a factor against one of the best bigs in the game and a big that's playable even against the Warriors smaller lineup like I just right. in some ways that just doesn't I'm not saying he can't play and that the Warriors wouldn't need him to play, but how much of a of a real factor can he be going up against a guy like Aiton in this matchup? I feel like that was a tinge overblown coming out of the first game. He's he's got to be a player who comes off the bench, and in twelve or fifteen minutes after the game, you look at the you look at the box score, or or not even look at the box score, and you just say, you know what, Wiseman helped us tonight it's what do you need out of Wiseman I can't quite define it but I'll know it when I see it and you know he's gonna have to figure out a way to 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 chip in six seven minutes at a time the other thing though is uh he's gonna miss the first three games against Phoenix so whether he can do it or not he's kind of going to be a wild card if they ever do meet in the playoffs because they probably will only have seen him once and who knows if he'll have played in that game or not no, that's a, that's a great point. So, going to be a great matchup. Going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll talk next week about the rematch, and and I, I think we got to be watching a lot more Suns, man. Between I think now you're right and, and the end of the year, because they they really are impressive. And I think to your point, you know, the Warriors are are great, and they have a level I think that they believe they can get to, and that makes this fun. 
But to kind of end it, I, I do think the Suns, it's not just that they believe that they're a really good team or a championship team. They have a little bit of that. They left it on the table. They had the, they should have won the title last year. Right. They allowed Milwaukee nothing against. I mean, Giannis was unbelievable, right. and, but I think they feel like they got a little something that they left out there that they want to get at. And that's a different, I think element than maybe some of the, the teams that the Warriors played when they were on top of the mountain. So I think, I think it's, yeah, I think it's possible that Phoenix, th- Phoenix thinks they're better than the Warriors. And I'm not sure during the Warriors five year run, there's any team that really thought they were better than the Warriors. Even the rock, you know, the Rockets, when they, they pushed them, the, the thunder, when they pushed them, Cleveland, when they pushed them a couple times, but like, did you ever really feel like those teams knew they could beat the Warriors? I, I I thought they thought, well, if we play really well and 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 things go our way, we can. I think the fun uh, the Suns think they're flat out better than Golden State. Good stuff, my man. We'll talk again next week. All right, man. All right, for Matt Steinmetz, John Dickinson, our Warriors Weekly Podcast in the books. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.